Independent Shakespeare presents The Sonnets by William Shakespeare Part 1 From fairest creatures we desire increase, that thereby beauty's rose might never die, that as the riper should by time decease, his tender air might bear his memory. But thou, contracted to thine own bright eyes, feedst thy lightest flame with self-substantial fuel, making a famine where abundance lies, thyself thy foe, to thy sweet self too cruel. Thou that art now the world's fresh ornament and only herald to the gaudy spring, within thine own bud buriest thy content and tender churl makest waste in niggarding. Pity the world, or else this glutton be to eat the world's dew by the grave and thee. petty wrongs that liberty commits when I am sometimes absent from thy heart. Thy beauty and thy years full well befits, for still temptation follows where thou art. Gentle thou art, and therefore to be one. Beauteous thou art, therefore to be ashamed. And when a woman woos, what woman's son will sourly leave her till she have prevailed? Ay me... But yet thou mightest my seat forbear, And chide thy beauty and thy straying youth, Who lead thee in their riot even there, Where thou art forced to break a twofold truth. Hers by thy beauty tempting her to thee, Thine by thy beauty being false to me. Since brass, nor stone, nor earth, nor boundless sea, but sad mortality o'ersways their power, how with this rage shall beauty hold a plea whose action is no stronger than a flower? Oh, how shall summer's honey breath hold out against the wreckful siege of battering days, when rocks impregnable are not so stout, nor gates of steel so strong, but time decays? O fearful meditation, where, alack, shall time's best jewel from time's chest lie hid? Or what strong hand can hold his swift foot back? 
or who his spoil of beauty can forbid? Oh, none unless this miracle have might, that in black ink my love may still shine bright. Restful death I cry, as to behold desert a beggar born, and needing nothing trimmed in jollity, and purest faith unhappily forsworn, and gilded honour shamefully misplaced, and maiden virtue rudely strumpeted, and right perfection wrongfully disgraced, and strength by limping sway disabled, and art made tongue-tied by authority. And folly, doctor-like controlling skill, and simple truth miscalled simplicity. And Captain Good attending Captain Ill. Tired with all these, from these would I be gone, save that to die I leave my love alone. So shall I live, supposing thou art true, like a deceived husband. So love's face may still seem love to me, though altered new. Thy looks with me, thy heart in other place. For there can live no hatred in thine eye, therefore in that eye cannot know thy change. In many's looks the false heart's history is writ in moods and frowns and wrinkles strange. But heaven in thy creation did decree that in thy sweet face love should ever dwell. Whate'er thy thoughts or thy heart's workings be, thy looks should nothing thence but sweetness tell. How like Eve's apple doth thy beauty grow, if thy sweet virtue answer not thy show. Since I left you, mine eye is in my mind, and that which governs me to go about doth part his function, and is partly blind, seems seeing, but effectually is out. For it no form delivers to the heart of bird, of flower, or shape which it doth latch. Of his quick objects hath the mind no part, nor his own vision holds what it doth catch. For if it see the rudest or gentlest sight, the most sweet favour or deformest creature, the mountain or the sea, the day or night, the crow or dove, it shapes them to your feature. Incapable of more, replete with you, my most true mind thus makes mine eye untrue.
The Sonnets of William Shakespeare Part 1 Read by Number 1 Alicia Lane Matheson Number 41 By Philip Webber Number 65 By Catherine Pride Number 66 By David Alexander MacDonald Number 93 By David Alt And number 113 By Fiona Thrale Direction and original music by David Alexander MacDonald. Appendant Audio Production. Thank you very much for listening.